TV time. Today we're going to be talking about Ash 101, Love 101. It's our first, very first episode, so episode 101, and we're so excited to talk about it. We've already discussed that Ezgi thought everything was perfect, and Sophia and I have a giant list of what the fuck, so it should be an interesting episode. I am drinking Diet Coke like a loser. Sorry. Sophia seems to be drinking something interesting, though. Oh, I'm having a banana milkshake, which is not a milkshake. It's just banana with milk in a blender. <laughs> but... I don't have anything to drink. I'm like halfway to uh, being asleep. So, <laughs> okay. So, we're back to our Grand Turkish TV time tradition. That makes me feel better. <laughs> so, now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode, which is had a lot of confusing short very short scenes I feel like but I think I've figured out who everyone is <laughs> so the episode starts with a hooded figure uh going into this house that says like do not enter and it's raining and they like break in they like climb in through this like wall well then surprise surprise the person starts uh taking off their hood and it's a woman for some reason i had assumed that it was a guy so (laughs) it was a surprise to me so she's just like looking over the house and like reminiscing about the experience so like a few years ago and like basically it's it's establishing that this is a narration from someone who's in the present and is like narrating past events so then we get introduced to our wonderful students. I might botch the order. So there's this dude who's like very kind of, I think he's kind of like scary look. He has like something odd about him. Like either he's like extremely vigilant or I don't know, but like. Agreed. And he's a very smooth talker. We can see that uh, from right, right from the start. And he's an entrepreneur, of course. He is like making money off of anything that he can. So be it like underground bets or uh, selling homework to teach uh, to other students, which he gets caught by. And if you guys want to correct me on this, I'm not entirely sure if this is like the headmaster of the school or like the director, but it's some old dude that hates young people, basically, (laughs) 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 is my conclusion from this episode. So, and then we get introduced to this girl, Eda. I I don't think they say her name right at first, or maybe I just missed it. Well, oh, no, no, no. First, so there's a basketball game, and this guy's, like, super aggressive and, like, literally piles on the ref when the ref gives him a foul, which uh, was shocking, I have to say. The amount of violence in that scene was a bit... (laughs) uh shocking I guess so this guy just walks out like super angry and basically destroys the trophy case and like other parts of the school on his way out and there's this little trap door and we like hear people well not trap door there's a door and there's like these this couple like whispering I was imagining kind of like a Regina George and that guy that she's hooking up with um in the I don't know what room that is but like I was imagining something like that like two students like messing around but no, plot twist. Turns out it's a teacher and the student, Eda. And Eda is like, she wants to watch the world burn, is my, would be my description. Like, she really enjoys, like, being contrarian and, like, kind of watching the world burn. Just, like, <laughs> doing, like, weird things just to, like, rile people up. And the teachers, of course, do not like her very much because of this. 
And then we have our other character who's a teenage alcoholic. He is extremely alcoholic, if you ask me. He like wakes up in a bench in a park with like a bunch of cans, which I assume are like some alcohol. It doesn't, I, I didn't read the thing. I don't know if it's like beer or whatever, but he wakes up in this park and he's like passed out and he's late to class. He just arrives at, at school and he's like completely out of it. So he just like falls asleep on the desk next to his friend, the blonde girl whose name I didn't catch. Ushuk. Yeah, did not catch that. This girl like starts, the teacher's like, he just walks in like nothing happened. He's like really late and like really out of it. And he just like sits on the desk and fall and like falls asleep. The teacher's like, oh, I thought you had died. That would have been good or something like that. <laughs> um, it was also shocking. <laughs> and so he just like passes out in, in his chair. Well, Ushuk, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. Just like she's talking to him and he's just like completely asleep by this point. And then, yeah, I think that makes the four of our characters. So the big thing that's going on in the school this day, apart from like all the things that the principal has already uncovered in the first part of the episode, which is a teacher uh, having like a relationship with a student of a sexual nature. And like uh, this guy has a network of selling homework in the school. And so additionally, they're having this debate tournament at school and so some kids from another school are coming in and they're having all of the students like in the auditorium to watch the debate tournament. And it turns out that our friend, alcoholic dude, whose name, I, I think I only caught Eda as a uh, name. Sinan. Sinan. Okay. Yeah. I did catch that name, but I forgot. And the, and the guy who can sell anything is Osman. Osman. Yes. Cause he says Osman the, the Great. And the jock with anger management issues is Kedam. Kedam? Kedam. Oh, Kedam. Okay. Sorry, I'm really bad with names the first time around. I have to watch like five episodes before I remember people's names. Um, so anyway, it turns out that both Ushik and Sinan are on the debate team. Sinan, per usual, shows up late and drunk. So they send one of the one of the people on the team, Yabus, that name I did catch, to go and find him. And our friend anger management jock, uh, Kidim is carrying this amplifier that they need like for all the people to speak in the microphone and just gets like extremely angry. I can't remember why, but like smashes the amp on the guy's head. There's literally no reason. <laughs> He's like not answering Kedam's the, Yobos is not answering Kedam's question, question about like where to take the amp. So the only uh... reasonable thing anyone can do is smash it over his head. <laughs> I don't get why you guys are so confused about this show. Anyway. <laughs> so oh God. um so so this happens and then edda is enjoying doing some mischief so she's like not coming inside the theater she's outside like loitering and this teacher is like you better get in edda like you're not going to be loitering around here and so edda walks into like the control room where they like control the lights and the sound and this whole time i was just wondering like what's she gonna do there's no sound because they broke the amp so like, what's she going to mess with? Um, but of course she messes with the lights and does this like light show. Um, and in the meantime, our friend Osman is setting up this giant betting ring between the two schools to see who would win and like all the people are giving their money. And so all of these shenanigans are going on with the lights. And basically the two teams, well, the, the other school 
start saying like, you guys are rigging this, like there's something that you're doing because this is all going on while the students from their school are talking, like all the light stuff. So basically Ida also like just like, is doing all this because she like also flirted with the guy who met, who did the lights and he went to get coffee and she was doing all this. And then the director of the school walks in and finds her there. And it's like, of course it was you. Like who else would be like fucking everything up right now? And so he like kicks her out and, and tells her to find a seat in the auditorium. So she finds a seat in the auditorium, but of course she's not going to stay, like stay there just like doing nothing. And so we see our friend anger management can him, uh, in one of the chairs and she's like "Ooh, what am I gonna do and like she's feeling this like belief that the one side is rigging the other side like she's telling them yeah there's something really fishy going on and like she's like egging them on and at the same time she sees this like anger management dude so she throws like a pencil or like some sort of crayon at him um, and he of course like gets extremely angry and like starts beating up the people from the other school and this giant brawl ensues, like the whole school is like brawling. So of course they have to stop the debate. Uh, so then our friend, the young al- alcoholic, uh, Sinan, goes and like basically is like, fuck this, like takes out his flask from his jacket and starts drinking. And he just like drops the flask and there's a, like a, what's it called? An outlet, an electrical outlet, like slash a bunch of extensions and extension cords. And so... Um, the alcohol falls on it like there's a short circuit and like it starts like fire and so everything like is more chaotic even than before and the sprinklers like go off and so people stop fighting for like two seconds but then they start fighting again and like basically it's a shit show they're finally like able to take the kids from the other school out and like basically the director is like humiliated he gets a call from like his boss being like you're an incompetent like you are terrible your school is like the worst and like everything is the worst basically um and this guy's like okay it's like kind of a funny conversation because this guy's telling him like really bad stuff on the phone and he's like i I guess sarcastically being like okay sir okay bye like i can't remember what he says like maybe like kolai gelson or something like that's just kind of ironic in in the moment but of course i'm not a turkish speaker so i can just assume (laughs) Um, and so basically this guy's like really annoyed and they decide that they're going to try and like kick out these four students who created, um, mass chaos for everyone. And so there's this, uh, basically to kick someone out, they have this council of like, I think, yeah, 12 teachers or like people from the school. Um, and one student gets to sit in on it cause she's like the, the disciplinary student representative or something. Chief suck up. Oh, Sammy. Not that that's a bad thing. I liked her the best. <laughs> I like her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like, I, I'll say that in the, in the banter section anyway, but um, so she's like a very meek kind of student. Like that's how she's portrayed. So they have this vote and all the teachers hate these students. Like they really talk about them in really negative ways. They're like, these people are the worst. Like they don't deserve to graduate. I hope they like work at a gas station. I hope they never do anything with their lives basically. Cause I have a question, I guess I'll for the band direction, but like, is there, is there some sort of like GED in Turkey or something that you can do if you can't graduate high school? Um, but I guess we can, we can leave that for the banter section. 
but in any case, so we have all these teachers and like basically all of them hate them except this teacher, Burju, who's like very young and very beautiful and like starry eyed and believes like in the good of, in people and is, is saying to all the teachers, which is kind of true, that they're just taking all of this really personally because they're like telling stories of, of like particular things that all of these students have done to each of them. So they're like, basically like these kids are the worst. Like I really hate them and I hope they leave the school and never come back. But of course um, they need unanimity for like to be able to kick the kids out of the school. And Burju like refuses to vote uh, to kick the kids out. So these kids are all in one room and the director comes in and says like, okay, I'm not kicking you out, but just for this once, like you're really going to get what's coming to you and like basically threatens them. And so they're like, oh my God, what happened? And they decide that they're going to corner this girl. It's, it's the same girl, right? It's a shook. Um, whose name I'm probably saying wrong because I can't picture how it's written. So that's like confusing me anyway. So she, like they come in and they like this, like they, they question this girl. They do like push her around literally. And she's like really scared. And she's like, okay, fine. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who it is. Um, and it's like, it was Burju that saved you guys. And so they're like, oh, wow. Oh my God. Like Burju, like she's the best. She's the only teacher I've ever liked, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day, our friend, the director, who is a very unlikable character, yeah. whose name I don't know either. Bok Nejdet. Nejdet. That's oh. what they call it. <laughs> hojam. I don't say Hojam. No, just kidding. I can do Nejdet. Um, anyway, uh, so he walks in and he sees this letter lying on a desk. It turns out it's like a, a letter that someone's being transferred. And it's Burju. She's being transferred to another school. So, of course, Nejdet is, like, ecstatic because that means he can finally get rid of these kids that he's apparently been trying to get rid of for many years or something. Um, or, like, has been trying to get rid of for a while. So, he finds the letter. He's really happy. He goes back to his desk and just, like, pretends, like, nothing happened. Like, la, 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 whatever. Uh, and, of course, this woman walks in and, like, He's like, this is going to be awesome for your career. Like, this is such a great move for you, blah, blah, blah. He's like really happy for her. And she's like, you better not kick out these students now that I'm going to be gone. And he's like, no, I would never do that, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, no, he says, yes, of course I will. And then she's like, please, like, don't do it or I'll delay my thing for one year. And he's like, fine, I'll not kick them out. Except like, <laughs> so then... Our friend uh, Osman is really good friends with the doorman for the school who tells him everything that's going on. So he's like, hey, is anything new? And the guy's like, yeah, uh, like basically tells him that Burju is being transferred. And so they like the four of them gather and they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Like, we're going to get kicked out of school. And they see Nijdet like from the window and he like literally like acts like he's going to cut their neck. Like he's kicking them out for sure. And he's like threatening them with it, with it, even though like Burju, like Eda talks to Burju and Burju's like, no, he'll, he'll be fine with you guys. He's not going to kick you out. But like, obviously that's her wishful thinking. And obviously he is going to kick them out. So they decide they have to come up with a plan. So they go to our friend Sinan's house who lives in like a really nice slash house that's falling apart with his grandfather, who is like catatonic, it seems like I'm not sure if he's conscious or not. Um, but basically, like, his parents, like, there's some part where he, like, says that 
his dad lives with some twins somewhere else so like his dad has other kids and then he mentions that his mother also has another family so they just like left him with his grandfather in this house that they used to live in so they all come over uninvited order lahmajun um and like decide that like they need to come up with a plan um in order to stay in the school because they need to graduate and they can't just get kicked out so of course what we do like how are we going to convince burju um well and of course they have to convince sinan as well because like the rest of them are worried about getting kicked out of school but he doesn't he isn't worried because like basically he lives alone and like he lives like an adult life and like has nobody that cares about him in his life except our friend ishik who is like seems to be in love with him or like at least really into him like she's always sitting in his seat and she's like really cares about him and tries to like get him in like I, i'm assuming we don't know yet that she got him on the debate team as well or something anyway um we'll find that out later so they're they're in that room and they're like okay what are we gonna do like we need to make sure that burjo stays here and so uh Sinan like it's already said that he's someone like very smart but he's just like all over the place like he never shows up on time is always drunk like all this stuff so he like looks up like some regulation book or like some law book or something and he says like okay if the teacher's married then she can decide where she wants to be posted or she can be posted in the city of the man that she marries I think or something like that anyway so they're like oh my god love is the solution and then they give all of their teenage views on love which are really funny and I guess accurate for teenagers. <laughs> um, like, oh, love, it's like, it's stupid and you just get hurt or like it doesn't exist. Like it's a, it's a creation from like books or like whatever. Anyway, um, so they're like, okay, who like cares about love? And they decide on Ishik, who's reading like actually a book about love. I can't remember what it is, but like some romance or like book about love I, I can't call it a romance novel because I don't guess that she's reading a romance novel but like some sort of book about a love story um and she I just love this part where she like opens the book she has like a perfectly like dissected little plant and like everything's pink and everything's perfect and they're like oh my god okay this is the perfect person so they corner her much like they did previously and they like are they tell her like okay we have a plan and it's love and you're the only person that like cares about love so like let's do this plan so basically they start looking for dudes that could be like burju's love interest and it's a really funny montage like they show the guy who like serves the tea who also used to be like an oil wrestler the, the guy like getting students on the vans like to the school vans <laughs> oh right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a bunch of like people that clearly are not meant for burju and so in walks this teacher with like should i steer should i go playing like swagger and like oh my god uh ishik is like completely enamored with this guy she's like oh my god but he's so handsome he's so beautiful like he's the one and all of the other people are like we don't know but then they're like okay fine he's the one and so then we go to the flashback and it's uh, Ishik like in this apartment, like setting everything up and like the house is like completely in shambles. Like we can see furniture strewn around, like everything's covered in dust in like those cloths when like you leave a house alone for a long time. And she's like basically saying like, oh, little Burju had no idea about this. And like, little did we know, like we were barely friends and we were what was going to happen. So it's left like kind of open ended for the first episode. Awesome. Yeah that 
recap made me more excited to talk about the episode because I feel like <laughs> can I can I just depend onto your recap because I like paused the the last scene obsessively to figure out who was who and mm-hmm. I got pretty close so the lady in the old house at the beginning the hooded figure that's definitely Ushuk because that was the return address okay on the envelope and the farmer oh investigative reporting the here. farmer and the first person who receives a letter is definitely osman because his name is on the envelope um that would mean the housewife or the domestic worker i'm not sure like what role um that person was playing has to be eda then if we assume that it's the og kids uh, and then that means either sinan sorry yeah either sinan or um Kedam is dead and then the other one is in prison because we're missing one yeah and there's one yeah. in I thought that was a prison but I wasn't sure yeah I, I forgot to mention yeah. the recap I guess that I should say it um Bur- eh, not Burju Ishik se- sends out some letters to all of to all the four or like I guess the five um inviting them to like meet again and like like she wants them to see her again like to discuss what yep. happened or something and she's in uh, Sinan's house. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought, actually. Yes. Yeah. There's a slinky in the <laughs> Dalmajan scene and when she's dusting stuff off or whatever she's doing. <laughs> that's how you... into our banter gossip spilling the non-existent tea section and we have a lot to talk about (laughs) um when sophia said hey i really want to watch this show it's a high school drama where they help their teacher fall in love this is not what i was expecting at all (laughs) i can agree with that i was surprised by how dark it is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh, but I, I, I thought it was gonna be more definitely i mean the oc had its darker moments but i was expecting like definitely more in that vein than hmm. like punks from outer space or whatever whatever's <laughs> going on here <laughs> but I, I think i think it's definitely like i'm excited and i was like really intrigued by the, the last scene where they're like like how did they end up where they ended up and like did did this love thing like go horribly wrong or did it just go like really well but like with unintended consequences or something i'm like very intrigued about what happened agreed also i spent like 90 percent of my viewing experience trying to figure out like where in istanbul each thing was because like he takes the ferry out (laughs) to his house so i guess that means like it's far to the north i would assume i think it's in like just the way that the pier looked um because he when he got off the ferry it's like one of those old wooden kind of rustic looking ones i'm thinking it's kamlaja or what's even or uh anadolu hisada like across from the um hisada like but even could be even further north but there's a lot of um those yellow type houses in kamlaja so that was my hypothesis but yeah it's oh. it's a really nice house to leave abandoned for such a long time, I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Somebody could have sold it for a lot of money, so. Yeah, because it's directly on the water, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a ship will 
likely enter your house at some point. Proximity <laughs> to the water. <laughs> and like, I have another question. Like, do all Turkish schools look like that? Because it looks really cool and like old school and like. I initially uh, I was no, like it's definitely not really that's definitely a minority of school <laughs> I was like nice. that's not what the school on the other side school. of Superdorm look like <laughs> yeah we were uh when we were living in Turkey we were next to a school like K through 12 school and they would absolutely blast music at like seven in the morning it was horrible <laughs> That is how we were introduced to some of Turkey's greatest hits, like greatest musical hits, like for yeah. real, because they played like real Turkish songs, really famous Turkish songs. It was, yeah, they played pop music. Very confusing. Okay, so I, I think we should talk about, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, K- K- mm, something with a Kedem's anger issues. Like, I was a bit <laughs> shocked by that. Yeah, it was really extra. Like, I I don't know where I don't know where they're going with him, but he, he's probably the one that ends up in jail. That's my guess. But like that was so insane. The fact that he like attacked the referee and then like, sure, okay, maybe that happens sometimes. But then he attacked the other guy on the debate team for no reason. Like literally smashed the speaker over his head. That was not chill. He lost me there as a fan. Well, the funny thing is that then they have Yabus debating with, like, with his head bandaged up. <laughs> yes, like it yeah, I, la- I laughed deal. at that a lot. <laughs> you could like see the the blood, I think, through it. Too. <laughs> it was like a very open head wound. Oh my god! <laughs> so he's very angry, but we don't know why, right? Cool. I mean, like, honestly, if your teachers talk so horribly about you and treat you so horribly like there's no wonder like you'll be that angry and like that willing to like bother them I don't know like if what which came first but just like the way that they spoke about the students like I don't know if it's meant to be funny or something but it's like a bit over the top it was really shocking do you hate us for being so negative I mean yeah the characters are crazy that's like no different than other Turkish shows in my opinion like there's always like I don't know there's a lot of violence and there's a lot of like kind of if you think of take a step back kind of ridiculous events but I didn't think this was outside the norm at all with what I watched <laughs> so yeah this is I mean I got the principal character made sense to me because that was like the Ferris Bueller's Day Off principal like word for word <laughs> but when the the lady teacher was like, oh, damn, I thought you were dead. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> that was not normal. <laughs> what the hell was that? I have to say this is only my second Turkish so- show. So, like, I don't really know what's within the spectrum of, like, what usually happens on, on Turkish shows in general. Um, but I I thought, like, that whole uh, brawl scene was, like, so funny slash dramatic. <laughs> But I kind of like that about it. Like, I, I, I'm I a big fan of teen shows. Like, I love teen shows and teen dramas because they're just, like, so entertaining. Um, and, I, like, I do think that they're doing a lot of things that are very, like, characteristically teenager. And, like, to us, because we're adults, like, they seem ridiculous. But the truth is probably, like, they were teenagers who did act that way. And, like, just the whole part where they talk about love, I just thought that was perfect because that was so like funny and kind of like immature and like 
oh my god you guys like <laughs> come on you're teens <laughs> <laughs> also it's the same plot as clueless just want to leave that on the table <laughs> remember they get mrs miss miss geist with the other dude from princess bride Oh my goodness. Which is also, which I is based on Emma. So this whole that. show is a Jane Austen adaptation. Exactly. But we don't have an Emma wow. unless Ishik is going to be emma in some way. I think Eda's Emma Maybe for Ishik. sure. She's going to fit right into that. <laughs> <laughs> Are Ishik and um, Sinan dating? No. She has a, okay. she has a big They're crush on yeah, him. I think she has a huge crush on him. Okay. Did you guys think they looked like teenagers? Because to me, Eda and um, Osman especially looked like adults. Eda is like in real life, she's like 22, I think. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah. I just thought she was also really fun fact. Beautiful. She was born in Moscow yeah, and she beautiful. spoke really bad Turkish until recently. <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah. laughs> uh, she got a lot of uh, help with fixing her accent. Her mom is, her mom's <laughs> Russian. She was born in Russia. They, she moved to Turkey when she was like nine. Wow. Well, she's really pretty, but I think she's horrible. <laughs> she played a really horrible, like, like psych, not like, I wouldn't say psychopathic, more just like psychotic, like prone to lots of drama and meltdowns character on another Turkish series available on, oh, actually, maybe it's not available on um netflix i'm not sure so i'm not gonna say that um but she was absolutely <laughs> insane on that show and that's why i have like i don't have a good impression of her at all only because of the characters she plays <laughs> <laughs> need to get her playing some really nice person maybe Emma will really turn this maybe around. yeah we could see character arc. yeah she she's she's really pretty that's the first thing i noticed but she does look i think yeah. the one that looks more her age is a chick for sure yeah, she definitely mm. does. And also, the the adult character looks like an eerily amount similar to her kid self. So I was I was like, like kind of impressed. It was pretty impressive. I think like they look pretty alike. I didn't really realize that Ashok was going to be a main character, so I just assumed it was Edda with her hair dyed blonde. And I was like, these people do nothing alike. But she definitely looks like Ashok. I'm curious to see who who plays the adult versions of all these people and also how long it's going to take them to you know reveal who's who what like it's just gonna be in the second episode that, that we're gonna get insight into what became of all of them or is it gonna be like mm-hmm. this mysterious slow burn until like the end of the season and it's gonna be some kind of a cliffhanger having to do with the present I could see it going either way I kind of hope they have parallel storylines though I would I, I like it when they kind of jump back and forth and you kind of see the middle get filled in for me that's satisfying it makes sophia's job a lot harder yes that's good for interest i hope they go back to 1459 and have like a lot of hair and makeup budget like our other favorite show (laughs) um also okay let's discuss this because it, it like i don't get it so obviously like the events on the show just proved to me how absurd this was. So how, why do they tell them what the result is in the like discipline committee? Like, why don't they just keep that information quiet to themselves? Because he hates their guts and he wants them to be nervous, I guess. No, but he always tells them because they're like, oh yeah, 
this is the time that I I the time that I did the best it was eight four the time that I did whatever it was ten to two like it just seems like that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I do, I have no idea how expulsions work in general, but I have to assume it's not quite like this. That. Is, this is the part where Sammy pretends she's never been expelled. <laughs> We three. We yeah, we're all death. really a bunch of high school rebels on this yeah, podcast. We actually so this show is an adaptation of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Also, do they never tell their parents that they're getting expelled? Like the school doesn't call and say like your kid really fucked up. Like we're thinking about expelling them and we're putting it to a vote. I mean, I kind of like a high school show where they just don't the parents don't exist and they just like operate on their own because like that just like removes complications and if they're like for example Sinan spends the night in the park drinking beer and like no one notices like you can't do that if there's attentive parents in the background but there's someone who's leaving prepared food in his fridge even if it's just boiled pasta right where does the pasta and like mashed potatoes come from and soup for the grandpa yeah, and soup. Grandpa perpetually has soup. That was I like that. <laughs> <laughs> also, why do they care about being expelled? I know that uh, who doesn't? Sinan. Sinan doesn't, but the rest of them do. Maybe they shouldn't be acting like this. I was just gonna say that. I mean, whatever I say, I'm sure it's gonna get shut down. But I, I think that they, <laughs> I think that uh, for like Osman, for example, like he has like his customer base and stuff so i can see why he wouldn't want to get expelled yeah that good is point. a good point probably has his human punching bags all lined up he doesn't want to find <laughs> new ones you can't just go punching people on the yeah. street they might punch back and were you saying that eda doesn't care who doesn't care sinan doesn't care. no sinan doesn't care. Makes, that makes sense because yeah. he doesn't care about anything eda i don't know she, she knows how to push everyone's buttons so like that's hard to figure out how to destroy everyone's lives elsewhere <laughs> and i think you, is she a, is she popular are all these people popular i think everyone's scared of crazy like, well everyone's scared of kerem and eda for sure yeah it, yeah i think osman's popular in the sense that like he has what people want like he's running that homework ring and stuff <laughs> <laughs> but but uh and then now like but none of them probably have very good friends no because no, they even no. they go through that like i don't remember which one tells edda like you think those girls you hang out with like are gonna give a shit if you're kicked out of school like and then someone tells kenan like oh the nobody from your basketball team cared about you like look at who's standing mm-hmm. yeah, by you yeah. now but good then point. also i think it goes back to or like it would fit into why like there's no other option if you're kicked out of school like you can't go to any other school and you can't graduate like at least that's the threat that this director dude is calling i guess yeah i don't know how it works i know in new york if you're kicked out of a one of the private schools you pretty much can't get into any of the other ones but you can still go to public school (laughs) but these are public schools right like like the the schools that these kids are going to this was a public school yeah yeah so I mean, there's no way the government can justify like, oh, you're not getting an education because you're a terrible person <laughs> or like not well behaved, I guess. Yeah, I don't I have no idea how expulsions work or you're I don't even know the answer to your GED question, Sophia. Um, there probably is a way, but 
I can't. I mean, the, the funny thing is, at the time that this show is set in 1998, the, this public high school, I mean, it's not a real high school, but the kind of public high school this is, was like among the most prestigious types. So somehow kids got in via an entrance exam. Mm. So they're not like complete, complete duds. At least they weren't. So it's interesting. So I could see them still going to just kind of any other, any old public school from there. But like, I don't think any of the other Anadolu um, high schools, Anatolian high schools would take them because they're all not anymore <laughs> they used to be very prestigious interesting yeah well, well i know I here you can do you can go to these like makeup schools but like they're private all most of them or like you can go to like a fast learning school but yeah so we have proof that oswan and sinan and i would argue edda are very smart we just don't have proof that anger management bro has any brains, but I'm assuming he does. His brain probably exploded at some point, so the cells that remain are only good for being violent. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like basketball is the wrong sport for him. He needs American football. Oh, God. But then he's going to get concussed and he's going to get even more aggressive. That's true. Uh, how do we feel about the way that they are roping Ashuk into their schemes. Poor girl. <laughs> she just had no choice. <laughs> they were going to kill her. <laughs> yeah, I think she's just like, help. But at the same time, she probably, like, this is unfair, but she probably has very few friends, so she, this is like the first time she's been, like, included in something. I'm just assuming. So she's probably I happy. I she's very popular. <laughs> I hope. What uh, Kevin Costner movie was she talking about? For some reason, I projected that it was Bull Durham, but I have no idea, no evidence for that. But like, oh, that was that's my a good guess. That's assumption. a good guess. Because before she said athlete, I was thinking it was The Bodyguard, because that's the most romantic movie uh, that I like with him. I think but... I think Bull Durham came out in like '97, so it would make it would like take it that long to get to Turkey. Oh no, Bull Durham came out in 1988. No, never mind. I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a really good guess. We can go ahead with that. Yeah, we have unequivocal ev- evidence that they're talking about Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> the Love of the Game, that came out in 1999. It was also a baseball movie with Kevin Costner. Wow. Who knew? I certainly did it. <laughs> what do I know about Kevin Costner? <laughs> <laughs> do we have any more banter to go around? I have a question. Mm-hmm. Why are hazelnuts so prevalent? <laughs> oh, I read I, that was if I had a what the fuck, like if I like designated things as what the fucks, that would be my thing because that's so expensive. Like that would be most expensive <laughs> habit you could have that other than like actual drugs. Too. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably why he needs to have all these hustles because like he needs to yeah. be able to buy all the hazelnuts. I mean, Dude, how many like, hazelnuts do you think he eats in a day? He eats at least like a jar of Nutella's Wait, but it, are yeah. hazelnuts still expensive in Turkey? Like, even though they're produced there and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like the ultimate uh, ripoff right there that they're produced in country. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we just don't see what we produce that's expensive. They just sell it outside of the country and we never get access to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was real weird, his hazelnut habit. 
<laughs> and he just has them like in his hand. Random. Yeah, like, and those kids are just like eating it right out of his hand, and I'm like, COVID viruses, stop eating that. <laughs> 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 they have no idea what's to come. My theory on, because you said he was the one at the horse farm thing. My guess is that he's like super duper rich and he's just like having fun, you know, uh, duding it up. Duding it up as in like dude ranch or like what? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He's the Turkish like fire festival guy. (laughs) That's his future. Oh God. I hope. McFarland. Gotta throw up a ref ref to him. Love him. Just kidding. No, 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 no. no. Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Pathological liar. (laughs) We do not endorse that. We hope you're eating cheese sandwiches in prison. (laughs) Out of styrofoam. Actually, styrofoam is bad for the environment, but you just deserve to use the same styrofoam. on into our history section and these are going to look pretty much the same as when we did the protector but uh, hopefully we'll include some more lighthearted topics and today's is an excellent one we're going to be talking about lahmacun which is the snack that they eat at Sinan's house when they go there uninvited and it looked so good and it made us all really hungry so we're going to talk about lahmacun today so it's uh has ancient origins it's existed for thousands of years in the Levant and um, was first recorded, I think, in Syria. Apparently, it was not actually widely known in Istanbul until the mid-1900s. It was more just kept to the eastern parts of Turkey and uh, Antep and Urfa. And it's, I think, commonly described in English as Turkish pizza, but I would argue that that's more like pide. So it's like a very thin crust, like a New York style pizza, but it's got uh, minced beef and lamb on top with onions and garlic and parsley and deliciousness. And I'm really hungry now. (laughs) And in Antep, or sorry, yeah, the Antep version uses garlic and the Urfa version uses onion. So I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't remember which kind you usually get, but. I like both of those things. Usually folks, I don't do this like unless I'm at like a Dalmajun place where they bring out all the like salad stuff. Um, I don't like go out of my way to like put that together at home like that. But <laughs> if I'm at a place that specializes in Dalmajun and has like the accompanying greens and tomatoes and onions and stuff, I, I'll deal with the, I think Kenam was doing it very well. He like stuffed his nahmajan with all those veggies and rolled it up and ate it like a wrap and it looked good (laughs) it looked really good it's interesting that uh, i'm looking at the etymology and it's interesting that basically you know the i guess not surprising that but the turkish word and the armenian word for it and the lebanese and syrian like arabic word for it's all very it's all pretty much the same now it's they claim that the English Nahmajun, like the most commonly heard one, is from Turkish, but or in English came from Turkish, but like where did the one in Turkish come from? <laughs> I don't believe that it's just pure Turkish. <laughs> um, I thought I saw something that there was like it was an Arabic 
word. Maybe in the Wikipedia mm-hmm. article. It looks it just like the the vowels feel very Arabic. I would believe that. Meat with dough is the uh, Arabic lama jin. Okay, that like. definitely comes from Arabic because it actually means like something. Like the piece parts mean something. Meat with dough <laughs> seems very accurate. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently there's like big controversy between, of course, Turkey and Armenia over lahmacun because they have, I guess the dishes are quite different, but it's called the same thing. I don't know if they're quite different. I think, I think they might be the same, <laughs> pretty much. Maybe they're the same thing. Who knows? Yeah. Big controversy, of course. Like everything with, uh, yeah. with our two peoples. <laughs> but most importantly, lahmacun is delicious and I really want to eat some right now. Those, those punks didn't deserve it. We deserved it. Yeah. And sometimes people put like little uh, pomegranate seeds on them, right? Yeah. That's yummy. Yeah, I'm going to say something really controversial, but like I don't understand the appeal of the pomegranate. I have to be honest. <laughs> well, you come from like the land of delicious fruits, so you're spoiled. But I definitely agree that I don't like the texture of it but the taste is good. It tastes like bitter in the aftertaste. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And um, you're supposed to eat lashmajun with either iron or is it shalgam? Is that what it's called? Yeah, which I think I tried once and could not handle. <laughs> I it's love an iron. acquired taste. It takes a few. It took me a couple goes to start to accept it. <laughs> And I don't know if I'm fully there yet, but it's definitely not. It's very, for our listeners, it's, is it, is it beet? What is it? Hold on. It's turnip. Oh, it's turnip. I always get those mixed up. Those vegetables. Yeah, I thought it was, um, I guess I thought it was beet because it's that color. Color, right. That's yeah. why. But it's super, it's super salty. It's like the saltiest, you know, you wouldn't assume that a vegetable based beverage would be that salty but it's extremely salty and you're you know there are certain appropriate environments for it like nehane type places and also even though it's not alcoholic um and then yeah with i guess this kind of red meat too it's very commonly consumed and iron for people who don't know is yogurt drink with um a little bit of carbonation and salt and it's delicious but that could be a whole other <laughs> but I think the carbonation comes from the fermentation process, doesn't it? Like it's not like it's like kombucha Probably. in that it's, I don't know. I'm making this up. I have no clue. That makes sense. I buy it. My, my, the iron I make is frothy because it's just yogurt in a blender with some water. <laughs> it's like homemade <laughs> iron. Don't ferment it. Wait, do you put, it so gross do you put salt in it? Yeah. Salt, yogurt. I mean, it has to be the right yogurt, um, like really, really thick, plain yogurt. And then uh, a little bit of water with ice and the ice kind of, you know, dissolves when you're when it's in the blender and it's very frothy. Wow. That's good. That sounds Something really you good. Can make it home. Yeah, I want to. Maybe tomorrow I'll make Lama June and Iron. Oh. That would be a great procrastination. There is a really good, I can, I can, this is like a, such an awkward um comic strip to narrate in English like a Turkish one but I I can do it now it's very appropriate to our conversation so there are these two guys in the comic strip who look kind of like I mean they don't look like they're bright from how they're drawn and (laughs) 
they're like there are all these headlines and stuff i forget what it is but there's a whole bunch of like current events references from whenever this comic strip was made it's like all this serious stuff happening and one guy is like looking at a newspaper and he looks at the other guy and he's like what are you thinking about and then his and the other guy goes not majun what are you thinking about the guy goes i <laughs> don't <laughs> like that was their takeaway <laughs> that's what i feel like this episode is um, i agree we watched this, <laughs> we watched this show and that's that's our takeaway <laughs> <laughs> yeah our takeaway is that now we're really hungry and unfortunately we have to go to bed so what are we gonna do <laughs> <laughs> i'm still at dinner time i have dinner after this and i'm so excited I'm gonna pound some pasta although it's not lot much sadly wings yeah i eat wings for every meal <laughs> i wish <laughs> yeah also like at least you guys well i don't know are there any like turkish restaurants in the southwest i haven't looked but i i find it really hard to believe where i lived in in new york um in turtle bay in manhattan was like the epicenter of turkish restaurants there were like 12 in my neighborhood but i don't think new mexico is a hotbed of Turkish immigration. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we move on? Yes. Okay. Although I think so we've now already gonna... said all the what the fucks. No, we have not said all the what the fucks. into our what the fuck section which I feel like was rich with um, a lot of the choices that they made which were great because it made it like more funny and ridiculous in terms of the show but I have a lot of what the fucks (laughs) first one first scene where Ashok is going to the condemned house and it's like pouring down rain and there's a guy fishing in a yellow rain jacket I just feel like he could have picked a different time to fish it just doesn't seem reasonable to me I have what the fuck littering because our guy, teenage alcoholic Sinan, just like leaves 12 beer cans in the middle of the park. That wasn't cool. I have what the fuck Osman's weird eating thing, (laughs) which we already discussed, but I'll take any opportunity to reference Fast and Furious on this podcast. So Han, which who we talked about before, Justice for Han, is always eating something um, in the Fast and Furious movies. And that's what it reminded me of. Which is a good reminder, because I love Han. What the fuck not petting the adorable St. Bernard that you've got following you around? Yeah, best character in the whole episode. Agreed, he was so cute. So cute. And he didn't get a single pet. Mm, He was such a good boy. (laughs) And then I have like a slightly obnoxious one, but like, what the fuck making Schrodinger's cat reference when it didn't actually make sense. Yeah, I I thought I was just dumb. So that didn't make sense to y'all either? Okay. No, no, it wasn't a correct usage of the... Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. You could clearly see whether the school was on fire or not on fire. <laughs> I guess the point was that even if he makes an incorrect reference, he's like still smarter than everyone and yeah. they got confused. Actually, it they got confused because his reference is wrong. That's a <laughs> right. very good question. I mean, point. <laughs> he was gaslighting his teachers into thinking that he was smarter than them. But actually, he was wrong. Yeah, and then my last what the fuck is the serious one that we mentioned earlier, which is what the fuck teacher wishing the student dead and saying so in front of the whole class. That's really messed up. That teacher should be fired. What are your guys's? 
The hazelnuts for me, definitely. <laughs> the expense of the hazelnuts. The expense, yeah. The the fact that everyone was so down to just grab it from his grubby hands, like you. <laughs> they were hungry. They've been locked in that room, awaiting the jury decision for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I and mean, then all the stuff that's been said about like Sinan's alcoholism and Kedab's extreme anger problems and Adab being just a total psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, these are, they're definitely extreme characters. I'll, like, I'll agree with you guys there. I don't know if we should be blaming her for the adult teacher macking on her, but certainly that's what they're try- aiming for in the show. Like, wow, what a psycho. Yeah, I was a little... Uh, I was all cautious with the whole like her with relationship with the teacher thing because like there's a lot of other dynamics there. But she thing. seemed to be doing it on purpose, right? Just to fuck with him. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, I guess there are people like that in the world, but it's just like having kind of a seductress type, you know, underage girl is like it's just like kind of. It's a so. little problematic. Uh, yeah so I was kind of like I kind of glossed over that one um, <laughs> but yeah that was definitely I mean it's questionable we'll see uh, they, they need to fill her character out more for me to feel better about that yeah I'm I'm having trouble rooting for her at the moment I think she's my least favorite yeah <laughs> we Which have is crazy good potential because... for a character arc here let's let's see less yeah, favorite yeah. than the crazy anger management guy yeah like I feel like I get him like he's just angry and violent Whereas she's more like maybe a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I think, yeah. My what the fucks were already mentioned, I think. Which were like just how the teachers refer to the students. I thought that was like super over the top. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I wanted to ask you, Eski, when they're saying, so they were translating it as like our gang of friends. And I was wondering, is that the same word that they would use for like a criminal gang? No. Okay. No. I forget what I mean yeah there's a very specific criminal gang word that for sure they didn't just uh throw out there um I don't remember what the exact word they used was I mean they called uh she said something along the lines of uh which is like the worst like yeah but I don't know if she used a separate word to call to like further qualify that group as a gang you know positive or negative connotation wise I, I feel like she just said that and didn't label it but I could be misremembering but yeah okay. for sh- ch- chete is the word for like criminal gang and they, she definitely wasn't throwing that one around although she could have <laughs> <laughs> yeah I she probably should have but yeah um yeah the English subtitles use the word gang like several times so I was wondering. And well, also, what the fuck that they called them like en cutular, like the worst people, or I don't remember how they put it on the subtitles. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was like, oh god, like that sounds like way too dark for like a a gang of teenagers. But they are the worst people, <laughs> or at least they have a lot of problems. I think maybe that's what the Mister Nejdet would call them. Shit, Nejdet, book Nejdet. They give him a great nickname too. What does that mean? Shit. Oh, oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They call him like they like don't ever call him something else. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) I really had a lot of sympathy for him in the beginning when he's just like going through the school finding all of these horrible things happening. (laughs) 
All right, did we do it? I think so. Are you going to dedicate the episode to anyone or anything? Oof, any ideas? No, Majin and Ida. You know the grandfather. Or the dog. Or the St. Bernard. dog, yeah. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. Next time, we're going to be talking about the second episode of Love 101. Hopefully, we find out more about our crazy characters. We're going to dedicate this episode to the dog, St. Bernard, who really deserves a pat, and we hope that he gets one soon. I guess I'd also like to dedicate this episode to Yavuz, the debate club nerd who really didn't deserve to get a concussion that day. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you.